Hey, good morning and welcome to Miami Valley Church. My name is Pastor Jed and I am so thankful that you have invited us into the church that's meeting in your home today. Friends, I am so excited at the things that God is doing right here in our community and we are going to get to those. I want to share those opportunities with you, but before we go any farther, I want to get us before God to praise Him, to worship Him with one voice from house to house, wherever you are right now. Let us stand. If you are physically able, would you stand with me today as we worship and praise our God? Listen to the word of God, Psalm 33. Let the godly sing for joy to the Lord. It is fitting for the pure to praise him. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre. Make music for him on the 10 string harp. Sing a new song of praise to him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything he does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. The Lord merely spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord. And let everyone stand in awe of him. For when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at his command. Let us praise God. Father, we just come before you this morning, God, in awe. God, your word, your truth reminds us of who you are. You are creator. Father, let us just pause in this moment right now, God, uh, from heart to heart, house to house, uh, for all of us engaging right now in your word, God. Let us just pause at how awesome you are. God, you are amazing. There is no one like you. You alone are mighty. You alone are worthy. You are so strong. God, your uh, word just showed us and reminded us that you were the one before anything. You spoke creation into existence. You breathed all of life into existence. How amazing are you? How awesome are you? There is none like you. Father, we praise you right now. We join together all over uh, this valley, all over uh, this uh, country, all over this world, God, just praising you for how wonderful you are. God, you are so amazing. Father, thank you so very much for loving us. Father, there is nothing that we could do on our own that we could ever boast about. We can't boast about anything that we do. Father, it is by your grace. It is through the blood of Jesus Christ. God, you loved us so much that you did the unthinkable. You sent your one and only son, Jesus, to come to this earth to die for our sins. God, the sin that separated us. It was your plan from the beginning to make a way. And it is through Jesus Christ we praise you. You are so amazing. Father, we thank you for covering us in his blood, for seeing us uh, as you see him. Father, we praise you this morning. We worship you. There is nothing more important we can do than to exalt your name. You are mighty. Father, let us with one voice just shout your praises 
this morning. We love you, Father. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hey, if you want to continue uh, to worship God and praise Him, friends, I don't want to stop you from that. And so go ahead and just hit pause right now on the message. Come back to us after you are done. There is nothing uh, more important that you can do, that we can do, than to praise and worship our God. Friends, I am so excited at the way that God is moving in our community, the things that he is speaking to us, and just the ways that we get to see him at work. And so I wanna share just a couple of those opportunities with you as we trust him and do good right here where he has placed us next Sunday, July 25th uh, in the afternoon. We have been invited to go and celebrate uh, right here at a place called Refugee Church. I got to meet their pastor, Pastor Laurent. He is a refugee himself. Uh, he is now here in Dayton and he has invited us to come and celebrate with them, to get to know uh, their, their people. It's uh, refugees from all over the world. And so we get the opportunity to go and celebrate with them, uh, to share a meal with them, uh, and to just love on them and just celebrate life with them. Uh, you're gonna be hearing about Pastor Lorenz's story uh, within the uh, upcoming week. And friends, I'm just so excited and just so moved at how God is working in his life. And so that's next Sunday. Watch for details. Uh, about that day, about where it's at, location, uh, even what we can bring as we serve uh, those people, the refugees that are right here in Dayton. And so that's next Sunday, the following Wednesday, July 28th, from 9 a.m. to noon, we get to go and serve in West Dayton. Uh, friends, we partner with a uh, organization called Miami Valley Leadership Foundation, and we are part of uh, what is called Hope for Miamisburg right here in our community. Uh, and there is a Hope for West Dayton. And so that's who we are going to uh, go serve. And uh, I am just excited about that. It's uh, a rebuild project. And so there are so many ways that you can be involved, so many ways that you can serve. And so if you uh, would like to be part of that, would you go ahead and text HOPE to the number below, text HOPE to the number below, and we will send you the link. That way you can sign up, that way you can see all the ways that you can serve and be a part of that day as we go and love and share Jesus uh, right here with our, our neighbors, right here in, the, in this valley. Remember, God has called us to go and love and share Jesus, starting in our homes, going into our neighborhoods, into our communities, all throughout this valley. Valley. And friends, this is one of those opportunities where we get to go and love and share Jesus with people right here in our backyard, right here in this valley. Friends, I told you that we partner with uh, Miami Valley Leadership Foundation and another way, another way that we can uh, love and share Jesus is by being a mentor. That's right, school is starting back up just next month. And so what that means is mentors are needed and we can have, uh, we can get, to be a mentor to students from first grade to seniors in high school. Um, these students need to know and they want to know that someone cares about them. Someone uh, wants to pour into them, to speak encouragement to them and to just show up and say, hey, I am here for you. And so what it looks like is one hour a week. That's the commitment. One hour a week for one year. 
one hour a week for one year. And so I don't know if it's maybe your lunch break one day, or maybe it's your day off. You just go and pour into one of these kids, uh, pour into one of these students and just show them that you care, show them that you hear them. Uh, and just maybe it's just listening to them and just speaking a word of encouragement to them. And so if you want to be part of that, if you want to be a mentor to a student right here in this valley, would you text mentor to the same number below text mentor friends i'm just excited because uh, god has been showing us uh, that it starts right here in our homes it goes into our neighborhoods our communities all throughout this valley to the ends of the earth and he is giving us opportunities to trust him and to do good and friends it is just exciting at the way that god is moving as we get into today, we have been going through uh, this series we're calling Through It All. We've been going through all throughout Genesis, and recently we've been looking at the story of Joseph. And before Joseph, it was Jacob, and before Jacob, it was Isaac, and before Isaac, it was Abraham. And friends, I want you to see that these are not just uh, names in the Bible. These aren't just characters in the Bible, but these are real people. These are real people with a real story at a real time uh, in a real place. And what I want you to see today is that God is still showing up in lives, that he is still pursuing each and every one of us, that, that your story matters, that you, you right now, you have a story, a real place, a real time, you have a real name and God is real. He still shows up, he still pursues, he still works to each one of us. And I want you to see this story today. Check this story out. Hello, my name is Isaac Dittmore and this is my story. I didn't really grow up in a uh, religious family. Um, my mom and dad, they separated when I was six months old. So it was, you know, dad's house every weekend, you know. Uh, but, you know, we did go to church every Sunday. Uh, I grew up Pentecostal, stuff like that. Um, but we kinda, kinda got off the path as I got older. Uh, my dad, you know, he kind of was talking, you know, the church isn't, you know, but a bunch of hypocrites and everything like that. And uh, so we, we just kind of kind of got off the path and, you know, that's what dad was saying. So that's what I believed in. And we kind of kind of went on uh, on that path. And uh, growing up, you know, my my mom, she uh, she suffered from prescription medication addiction. Uh, she had uh, she has a bunch of health issues from uh, from the time she was born, so um, that that had occurred. And you know, growing up just just wasn't easy, you know. And and of course, you know, you you think to yourself, you know, why God? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to my mom? You know, you're you're supposed to be here to help us, you know, and but you're, you're, you're letting this happen and you're letting it happen right in front of, you know, me. And uh, then, you know, my, my stepdad and her, uh, they eventually, they got divorced. Uh, my stepdad came into my life when I was five. And uh, I mean, without him, uh, there, there's no saying on where I could be. Uh, but, you know, so the, addiction had gotten worse and him and my mom had gotten a divorce 
and I tried to uh, go live with my dad and me and him just didn't see eye to eye. We really didn't get along that well. And then, uh, so I moved back in with my you know, uh, stepdad and uh, he, he helped me out tremendously and uh, kind of went on, you know, from there and uh, met, a, met a good friend in high school. His name Devin McCoy. Uh, he, he helped me out all through high school, him and his family, Rick and Carol. Uh, without them guys, it's hard telling where I would be. And I, I have them to thank for the rest of my life. And uh, so going forward, um, I, decided to, uh, I decided to move to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, lived out there for a little bit, met my now wife, uh, we've been together going on almost five years and uh, we've been married. We just got married uh, September 26, 2020 uh, and we found out January 29th that uh, that we are pregnant and uh, we're going to have a little boy and so that's, that's very exciting. Uh, I found out the big city kind of wasn't for me anymore. I was ready to come back home and uh, you know, I asked her if she wanted to come back home with me, and she did. And we've kind of started our life here, and it's just—it's been everything's been going good, and it's been a pretty, pretty eventful year. And uh, we found out, you know, we're pregnant. We're gonna have a baby boy. Uh, so I am a part of a uh, motorcycle club that uh, goes and. Uh, supports veterans and we stop at you know VA hospitals and talk to talk to the veterans and um, this year was a little bit of a, a little bit of a different year um, my uncle had the honor of laying a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier which was just you know just one of the biggest honors uh, so I've been riding a motorcycle for a little over a little over a year and uh, everything, everything's went good. And we, you know, we, me and my uncle talking back and forth probably two weeks before we, uh, before the trip, and you know, just getting everything planned out. You know, everything's good, so that way, you know, we had everything good to go when the time was to come. So uh, May twenty seventh, twenty twenty one, is a day that will forever be a part of me and a day that me and my family will never forget. Uh, we started off that morning. Um, it was kind of a crappy morning riding from Kettering to uh, Brookville. It's pretty foggy out and uh, for, for those that don't know, fog is wet and I couldn't see nothing on my on my helmet. It was just by the time we got there, eight o'clock in the morning, I'm soaking wet. And that's not what I want when we're getting ready to go on, you know, a 12 hour bike ride. So that morning I actually uh, was inducted into the uh, motorcycle club called Purple Fish. Um, so I got my colors and everything that morning and uh, we had a little bit of delay that morning. And, um, but about 8.30 is when we set out to start our ride to Washington, D.C. And on the way there, uh, we got to got to Columbus. Uh, we've been riding for about two hours. Uh, 
and then you know uh, we stopped and got fuel and then we we left and from this part um, is where everything changed for me I don't everything that I'm getting ready to say I physically don't remember um, it has been relayed to me and now I get to tell you guys uh, my last known memory is about quarter to 11 that day um, we left at about 11 o'clock from the fuel stop at 11.14, my wife called 911. <clears throat> Another rider had, uh, had went down, wrecked his motorcycle, and he had caught my motorcycle. Uh, we were on the east side of Columbus doing 70 miles an hour. And I went from the left lane to the right lane, hitting the guardrail, and was ejected off the motorcycle. While all this is happening, it's happening at 70 miles an hour, and that's that's the scary part. Is you know, out of all this, it was 70 miles an hour, and uh, was ejected off the motorcycle, and was laying there in the grass. Uh, while the whole time my wife seen everything, not knowing it was me at the time, uh, because she was a little bit further back. There was about 40 motorcycles there, 30 to 40 motorcycles. I was about halfway in the group. So I'm laying there. Um, my cousin uh, was uh, two motorcycles behind me. He gets to me. I explained to him, I said, my leg is broke. He looked at me and says, I know. And, uh, and so, you know, my wife gets up to me and she realizes it's me. Uh, I'm very thankful that I don't remember her, her reaction uh, because it, it, it's something that, you know, I don't think I would have been able to handle. And, but, you know, the, the paramedics got there. And uh, one of the questions I asked my wife was, when did you know I was gonna be okay? And she had told me that uh, there was another ambulance there. Uh, a cardinal had landed on top of the ambulance and then had taken off again. And she said, that's when I knew you were gonna be okay. She said, I knew your papa was with you at that point. So we get to the hospital and of course, you know, they, they got me on all sorts of med medications and I'm a very entertaining person when a lot of a lot of medications are injected into me um so they they went in well my injuries uh at the time all we had known was i had a broken femur uh, my left my left uh femur was broken i don't know if you will see but right here is a a scar where they opened me up and I've currently got screws and I've got a rod going from my knee to my hip so at that time that's all that's all we knew and uh, sitting there laying in the hospital you know I, I wake up from uh, surgery this is about midnight so from quarter to 11 that morning till midnight I have no I have no memory and still to this day I don't remember anything um, 
But it, the next day, a doctor comes in and he's checking me out and everything. And that's when we had discovered that I had issues with my right leg. Uh, so pretty much I had surgery five weeks ago uh, on this and pretty, you know, they, they reconstructed my right knee is the best way to put it. If it involved a muscle or a ligament, it, it's fixed. Um, so, but while laying in the hospital, doctor is getting ready to leave and he turned around and he looked at me and he says, do you believe in God? I said, man, I said, I don't know. And he said, if I were you, I would start. And of course, you know, hearing that from somebody, you're kind of, you know, over, over the past, I don't know how many years, I've always, I've always had an interest in wanting to learn about him. But as soon as somebody starts talking about it, you know, I'm, I, I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm like, you know what, this just, this just isn't for me. But from that day that he said that to me, I have decided to give it a try. And it took me a minute you know, but I finally had a day where I really thought about it, you know, and I look over all my injuries, you know. I had a broken femur, uh, I, I had a, uh, a broken tibia, and then all my ligaments and everything, and I had a concussion. And not trying to take away from any of that, you know, that having two broke legs isn't fun, you know. Uh, but out of out of my injuries, I was going 70 miles an hour on a motorcycle when I hit a guardrail and I was ejected off the motorcycle. And this is all I've got. To where there's other stories that I've heard of people losing their life at you know half the speed, 25 miles an hour. And I'm not trying to say that you know. God wasn't with them or anything because I truly believe everybody has a purpose in life and God has a reason for everybody. I'm learning my reason, you know, and one day I can't wait to find out exactly what my reason of still being here is. Is it to be here with my wife? Is it to be here with my son? Or is it bigger? Is it even bigger than that? I have God to thank every day for me still being here and alive. explain uh, healing I've you know ever since I've accepted uh, healing in my left leg you know it today is you know July 12th this happened a little over a little over a month and a half ago or a month and a half ago and I have full range of motion in my left leg uh, 
which full range of motion is 130 degrees. Five weeks ago, I had reconstructive knee surgery. Today, I'm at 115 degrees. Tell me God hasn't put his hand on me. I felt like, I felt like he's always been there and I have pushed him away. And he, he has never given up on me, even though I have given up on him. And after this, I felt like he'd done his part. So now it's time for me to do mine. And as of uh, two Sundays ago, I accepted Jesus into my life. And I look forward to the journey that I have in store for me, my wife, my son, uh, my dog Boca. Uh, it's just, God is real. And, and I'm not saying my story is proof of that. You know, you take, you guys take it however you want. But in my opinion, if it wasn't for God, I would not be alive today. To me, this is to me this is proof that God is real. Wow, what an incredible story! Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m., we pray together as a church. And two months ago, this young man's name and his situation came up, and we began praying for him, praying for him for two months, not knowing what God was doing in his heart, not knowing what God was doing in his home and his life. Uh, but trusting God, believing that He is Lord of all, that He is in control of everything. This is the God who we pray to. Friends, I want to ask you today, do you see God? Do you see how He was working? Do you see how He was actively working behind the scenes? Friends, He calls us to trust Him, to believe in Him, he hears our cry. Do you see him? Do you see how he was working through the doctor in that situation, prompting the doctor to be bold in his speech, to speak up and to share Jesus? Do you see him working through the McCoys, prompting them to love Isaac, to love Isaac and to share Jesus with him at each turn in his life? Do you see him? Friends, our God is so real. Our God chooses to use real people like us. He, he still intervenes in lives today. Do you see him? Same story. I want to share one more perspective with you. Three weeks ago, I was preparing for that message that went out that Sunday. I just had this feeling to just pray specifically for someone who needed to hear that message. And so I began praying. I prayed for whoever that was, that they would hear the message that was going to go out. And so I get to the message and it comes time to uh, get it to where it needs to go, that way it can go out uh, on all of the platforms that it needs to be on, to go out to. And friends, let me tell you, the enemy tried every single thing to stop that message from going out. Internet outages, file crashes, uh, weakness in Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi outages, 
computer crashes, you name it. The enemy tried uh, to throw everything at him. So I see what's going on. It took a day and a half for that message to be uploaded to where it needed to go because of so many things that happened. And so I reached out to Pastor Tim, I reached out to Pastor Kevin, and I said, hey guys, I said, the enemy is trying so hard for this message not to go out this week. Would you please pray right now for the heart that needs to hear this message? And so the message goes out, uh, Sunday comes, and if I'm being honest with you, it was just one of those days where I just wondered, did anyone hear this? Friends, I am a real person, just like you. I go through uh, the same emotions that you do. And if I'm being honest, I felt very defeated. Later that day, I went out and I mowed my grass. I typically, when I'm mowing my grass, I, I listen to music, I listen to a podcast, but I didn't take my headphones out that day. I just had an honest conversation with God. I shared the thoughts that, and feelings that I was having. I was feeling defeated. I, I was wondering, I was, I was doubting, I was questioning. God, why do you choose me? Surely there's someone, surely there's someone better. Surely there's someone more qualified. Uh, why do you choose me? Did anyone even hear the message today? If I'm being honest, that was my, that was my heart. That was my question. I get back in my house after mowing my grass, after having a conversation with God. I look at my phone and there's a message on there from Carol McCoy. Listen to the message that she sent me. So two Sundays ago, uh, Carol McCoy had reached out to me and uh, had passed on, you know, the, the link to be able to watch the church online. And, you know, I kind of, I kind of didn't want to, but at the same time, you know, I was like, okay, you know, what, what's it, what's it gonna hurt, you know? So as I was watching, watching it on my phone, you know, Pastor Jed was, I, I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but you know, I, I had to look at my phone a little weird because it's, you know, am I talking to this guy through my phone? Is he talking to me? Does he know? And that just, it kind of baffled my mind so after you know I watched the whole thing um, there at the end it says you know if you accept Jesus today you know text this number and I was like you know what I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna text it so I did Pastor Jed reached out to me and you know now me and him have been talking and you know it's just, it's just I'm so thankful for you know, Carol reaching out for me that day because that that helped me accept him. Do you see him? Do you see how his hand was guiding this entire situation? Do you see him, friends? Do you see the importance of how he calls us to share Jesus, to make Jesus known? It's not to gain likes. It's not to gain followers but it's so that lives can be changed. It's so that lives can be transformed. And he wants to do the same for you. If you've never said yes to Jesus, right now you have the opportunity. Would you pray that prayer to invite him into your heart for the very first time? 
If you make that decision today, would you let us know by texting Jesus to the number below? We wanna celebrate with you. We wanna come alongside you and encourage you in this story. Friends, you have a story and your story is part of the greater story. You have a part. Isn't it amazing how God chooses real people to work through? Friends, it's so amazing and you are part of it. If you said yes to Jesus, would you share this today with someone? You never know how God can change their life. You never know how God can transform their life by hearing a real story about how he showed up, hearing his truth. Friends, share this today. Ever since I have accepted him just in two weeks, I can see a difference already in myself, you know, and the way I look at things. Uh, my healing is, in, in my opinion, my healing is the biggest thing. And I'm not saying all because you accept Jesus and you, you, you're, if you have a headache, your headache's gonna be gone. Like, that's not what I'm saying by any means, but what I am saying is by accepting him, your life will be different in one way or another. And it may take a week, it may take two months, years, you know, to figure out what your what your testimony is. And it's gonna take me a minute to figure out exactly why I'm still here. And but I'm excited to find out and I can't wait. And that's this is going to be a fun journey.